the extent of what I know about what you think about Jojo is that you like Lisa Lisa more than I do, and you like Joseph less than I do. That's correct. And besides that, I don't know anything about what you think. Welcome to another episode of the Bias Podcast, an anime podcast where we rank different anime and manga series. We are your host, Klaus, the ultimate life form. And Jacqueline, enjoyer of men in crop tops. And on this episode, we're talking about a young rascal who has inherited his grandfather's strength, but ditched any semblance of gentleman's honor and full-length shirts. Also known as a teenager ready for any challenge, but to be the best, he must use his life force to outlast his enemies. A.K.A. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Battle Tendency, Part 2! Yeah, this is our first multi-episode installment, because to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, we can't just throw it all into one thing. So we're talking about Battle Tendency, we're talking about Joseph. Before we get into everything, let's talk spoiler checkpoints, because if you're like me, then you care about spoilers a little bit. If you're like Klaus, then this doesn't matter. But we always start our episodes spoiler-free, we're going to talk about the production, of the anime and the manga and our personal histories with it to give you a sense of why you should watch it if you think it might be your thing. And then we're just going to go all in on the spoilers. And at the end, we're going to ask the question, but is it an S tier? All right, Klaus, tell us a little bit about Battle Tendency. Battle Tendency is the second installment in the Jojo saga, and it revolves around Jonathan Joestar's grandson, Joseph. If you remember Jonathan, he was the protagonist of part one, Phantom Blood. The second part follows down the lineage of the Joestar family. R.I.P. George. Never got his time in the sun. He was too busy fighting in the war, unfortunately. Good for him. Like, he was also a hero, but he didn't have that Hamon energy flowing through him. He didn't have that Joestar energy. No, he didn't. You would think that we were going to start with Jonathan's son, but no. They just said, he dead. Yeah, Araki's like, nah, he's not interesting. The grandson, though. The grandson, though? Araki knew what was up. The manga was first serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump from 1987 to 1989. It's a fairly, like, old manga, which is crazy because the story is still pretty good. I mean... Some things don't hold up, but we'll get to that. Okay, but like, the story itself is great. And like, the battles, they're pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they are. And the anime, which is new, it came out, I guess it started coming out not even a decade, maybe around a decade ago. It's really good. It takes everything that is good about the manga and accentuates it and makes the things that are not so great. Uh, much more palatable. I mean, the anime was made in 2012 and was adapted by David Production. And as you said, it takes all the best parts of JoJo's and just makes it so much better because the anime is like the definitive way to experience JoJo's. Absolutely. If you listen to our episode on Jojo Phantom Blood, you will know that I tried reading the manga and I had a terrible time. It was not good. It was not enjoyable. Klaus got to watch the anime and had a much greater time about it. And our different experiences of it were really colored by the fact that you went for the anime, which is the ultimate life form of 
JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I struggled through that 80s manga, which was just not it. So I am so happy that this time I watched the anime again, because I've already watched it once before. And oh man, it was such a treat the whole way through. I was cackling the whole time. How did you find uh, rewatching it? Or is this your first time watching it? Yeah, to be clear, I read all of JoJo's up until part five, like all in one go. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. However, I will admit that the anime is just, it brings everything to 11. I can't believe you enjoyed the manga. I honestly don't the know how. The manga was great. I don't know how. How dare you? I... Okay, the first, the first couple parts, I was like, okay, this is kind of, this is kind of like, all right. But then what the memes the started coming. Parts? What, how much is the first couple parts? I'm not going to say. And then I started noticing the memes and I was like, okay, this is JoJo's. And then like the later parts, I was like, okay, I'm in it. I like these characters. They're great. All right. When you say parts, do you mean like series or like, or I guess, yeah. Like, like part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. Yeah. Okay. So you made it through a few parts before you thought it started to get good. That's what you're saying. No. I didn't say that they were the the beginning parts were bad. I said I was getting into the groove of JoJo's. It took me a while before I learned the identities, like the JoJo identity, or like what the brand. it was about. Mm-hmm. The, there you go, Dio Brando. Yes, <laughs> I miss him so much. Did you miss him when we were watching the when we were watching the anime? Of course, he is the protagonist of JoJo's. Absolutely. Indisputably, he is the protagonist. None, not a single Joestar can hold a candle to Mr. Dio Brando. And this is what Battle Tendency was lacking. It's true. It gave a lot, but how much can you really give when when you don't have Dio there? It's a this shame. is like the backstory for Dio's powers that you saw in uh, part one. So if you're like, oh, I'm curious about how how Dio's powers work. Watch part two. That's true. We get the origin story behind the stone mask and all that. So it really is continuing the the original story, whereas the other seasons or the other series branch off significantly more. Not really. They're like side quests of Dio. Dio Brando is the Dio brand of Jojo. Every season without him is just missing a little something. But... Honestly, it had been long enough after watching Phantom Blood that watching Battle Battle Tendency this time around, I didn't miss Dio. I wasn't thinking about him at all this time. I was thinking about him whenever I thought it was him on screen. Because you know how they like change up the color palettes? Yeah. And sometimes people have like blonde hair. I'm like, anybody that's blonde, I'm like, oh, that should have been Dio. <laughs> That's how much you miss him. You you see him everywhere you go. I do. They all look the same when they have blonde hair. That I mean, Caesar actually does have blonde hair. And his cut is not too different from Dio. But Caesar just looks le- a lot less menacing. But they're all built the same. They are all built the same. It's not until Diamond is Unbreakable that we get a single different body type. Spoilers spoilers if you're looking for skinny boys they're on the way if you're looking for underage boys (laughs) (laughs) they're on the way araki is delivering them 
So I think that one of the main things that changed for me is that because I wasn't going straight from Phantom Blood to Battle Tendency, I wasn't yearning for Dio the way that I did in the past. But besides that, I enjoyed it all the same. The dub was still incredible. The memes are still fresh. I was here for it. Watching it this time around, I feel like it ranks differently in my JoJo's hierarchy. Oh, so the way you would rank the manga is different from the way you would rank the anime. Well, I mean, they're the same series, so my manga, it's changed now. I can't, I only have one ranking. Well, yes, but the way, the way you ranked it before has changed. Yes. Oh, I don't have two separate rankings for manga and anime. I know, I know that would be way too much, but that's interesting. Don't tell me anything more about that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We will uncover this mystery. Like Speedwagon uncovered the mystery of the Pillar Men. And in the process, got totally fucked up. Got fucked up. Speedwagon has never had it easy, okay? But he doesn't also, do anything. No, he doesn't. Except he's an oil person. So we low-key don't respect him for that. Araki has us sympathizing with some dubious characters. Like we have this fucking oil billionaire. Okay. We have... We have Von Stroheim, which I do I have to say why it's kind of messy that he's a character that we're supposed to just be chill with. He's just like ridiculous. He is a ridiculous character. He is a ridiculous character. And he's a Nazi. <laughs> and we we Spoilers. We that I guess, but like it's there listen if you if you don't want Trigger warning. Yeah. If you don't want one of the side characters in your con in the things that you watch to be a literal Nazi, then maybe this is not for you. There are a lot of Nazis in this part. Most of them get fucked. Von Stroheim is the one that we're supposed to respect. And even that I, I don't think it's it's handled very well. But they don't really in the in Araki's defense, he doesn't really go into like the Nazi aspect of these characters. No, and in the dub, the word Nazi isn't even used. But like they say German soldiers and he's talking about how German science is the greatest and all that and it's I mean, it took it takes place before the Second World War. Before? They go they go into the war while this is going on. Yes. Yeah, so it's just, oh, wait, is this the 30s? Like the, this is the 40s. Mid- this is no, the 40s. like late 30s, late 30s. Late 30s, because World War II started in 39, I think. It depends okay. where you're from. So, okay, yes, true. This takes place in America and Italy. So maybe, maybe the Nazis weren't quite a thing yet. They were definitely, they were a thing in the 30s. The, yeah, but like. At this time, I mean, had Hitler risen to power at this point? Yes. Okay, well then, fuck. (laughs) He rose to power in the early 30s, like in the late 20s. Oh, shit, eh? I was trying to give von Stroheim a break, but I don't think I can. No, they're Nazis, but Araki doesn't specifically go into, like, Nazi behavior or Nazi ideology. He just I goes mean, into like Nazi ridiculousness. Yeah. Like obsession and like being the best 
you know what I mean? Yeah, but do you remember the thing where they have the people in the cages and they're like, somebody volunteer to die for everybody else. And then the one boy volunteers and they're like, all right, you get to live and everybody else is going to fucking die. And then they sacrifice where is them this? all. They what sacrifice is? them all to the pillar man, to, to Sambiento. They just keep throwing bloody corpses at him until he comes back to life. I don't remember this, but I believe you. There's a lot of stuff that I just didn't pay attention to. I know, honest. me too. My my attention really wavered this time around. Because so much of JoJo is about the shock value and the I, the bizarreness. Like, I can't... There's no other way to say it. The first time around is always going to hit the hardest. So watching it the second time, it's really fun. And, like, when you know the memes and stuff, it's great. But the attention does waver quite a bit. But, you know, what I was always paying attention to the art style the animation that shit is always top quality it really is like oh i i love the jojo openings so much the colors are super great everything about the animation and the production of the anime just brings it to life so beautifully and you mentioned already that that the color palette changes sometimes it's so fresh and so fun to watch it really suits the plot because it's serious but not so the animation style is also serious, but not. Yeah, like when they change the colors, it's like a tonal shift. Yeah, it is. And they do it at some really good key moments. Also, the music. The music. Not only is the animation of the opening super great, the song itself, Bloody Stream, that is my shit. What did you think of this opening? It was great. I think I liked it more than part one. <gasps> okay, that's not allowed. Really? You like part one opening? The Yes. It's just classic. It's called, what's it called? Destiny of the Blood. That is the JoJo song. Okay, maybe it's because I heard this one more. Because there's more episodes. <laughs> so you're just more attached to it as a result? I guess so. I mean, I have to say, it is one of my favorites. I, a long time ago, made a ranking list of all the JoJo openings. And Bloody Stream was in my top three, for sure. I think it's bloody stream and destiny of the blood that go back and forth between second and third and there's one that comes later that's my number one that i'm really excited for you to listen to and then we have the fucking ending theme roundabout back at it again still like one of the best and i mean it's not an anime ending song because it's a song in its own right but it's such a good fucking song this is like a definitive jojo song absolutely were you skipping the endings, Klaus? Were you skipping the opening? I skipped it maybe a couple times, but I definitely heard it more than the first one. Were you skipping the first one? Were you skipping Destiny of the Blood? Yeah. And that crazy animation? You were skipping that? I already know the story. I already know what happens. But the song. The song. Okay, I know better songs, okay? I listen to songs on a daily. <laughs> Don't get me started. Okay, well, it's on my playlist. I have a playlist of all the JoJo songs, so if you ever want to borrow it, let me I know. Don't. Wow. They're so good. Like, truly, some of the best opening. Jesus Christ. It some... doesn't matter. <laughs> but there's some the of the songs best I've listened anime to opening. a thousand times over, I would listen another thousand times over. Oh my gosh. Okay, I have a question for you. Are you still listening to the songs from Shinsekai Yori? No. You moved on? Yeah. 
because I have my daily songs that I listen to. I have the same daily songs I've listened to for years. What the fuck? Dolphin by Oh My Girl has been in my Spotify wrapped like for three years, two years, whenever it came out. That's so funny. I was going to say it must be all Oh My Girl, like as a joke, but like you're not joking. No. And you know what? If any song deserves to be in your Spotify rap three years in a row, it's Dolphin by Oh My Girl. That song fucking slaps. And okay, to bring us back, can we talk about something that I completely forgot about in the music of JoJo Battle Tendency, which is the fact that there's dubstep music in it? That was great. I did not realize that was a thing I needed. I know. I was like and dubstep in the 40s, in the late 30s. Let's fucking let's go. go. That was so surprising. I don't, that was one of the things that completely took me by surprise when I was watching it this time around, because either it didn't register the first time, or I just completely wiped my brain of it. And maybe when I was watching it, the presence of dubstep wasn't as noticeable of a thing. But now the dubstep has kind of passed its time of glory. Hearing it is just like, oh God, I'm back. It's 2012 again. It's great. It, it really was great. Another dimension to the anime. Yeah, it fits surprisingly well. Now, for people out there who have not watched JoJo before, or who have not made it to Battle Tendency, maybe there are people out there who started Phantom Blood and were like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me. Why should people watch Battle Tendency? It's more ridiculous. Yes, it Do is. Do it for the culture. Do it for the animation quality. Do it for the music. Do, Do it, it for, for Lisa Street. Lisa. Um. Not for Lisa Lisa. She's, Why? she's fine. She's fine. I would watch JoJo's part two just for Lisa Lisa. Mm. I don't even care about anything else that happens. Give me more Lisa Lisa. You know what? Give me a cut of Battle Tendency where it's just JoJo and Caesar in crop tops. And I will watch that every day. We clearly have different priorities. We, we do. But we can agree that the best and perhaps only reason to watch JoJo is for the memes. Yes. I also like the fights, surprisingly. I like the fights more in this one than in part one. Agreed. Completely agreed. And that's why I was kind of upset when... Mm, wait, that's a spoiler for the next series. Maybe I'll... Maybe. Why do you always spoil go. stuff? And I'm I, the one who doesn't care about spoilers. My brain just gets ahead of me. Yo, in high school one time, I spoiled for somebody that really big death note spoiler that happens in the middle yeah and you're like you're the one who cares about spoilers so like what is this i just get ahead of myself i love the things i love too much and my brain doesn't work linearly so we're just bouncing all over the place and that is what we're going to do now that we have reached the spoiler point of no return so if you do not want jojo spoilers if you want to go watch it go fucking watch it it's a trip it's a ride it's an unexpected trip up into space via volcanic explosion. That's a spoiler. Let's talk about the premise. There's kind of a lot. I, I really struggled to shrink it down into something manageable. But basically, we meet Joseph Joestar and Arena Joestar. They're the two last living members of the Joestar clan. And they're in New York to meet with Speedwagon, who is still alive, unlike Jonathan, unlike George. And Speedwagon has discovered something terrible, and that's that there is a pillar man in Mexico, I think. Is it Mexico? Yeah. I second-guessed myself for a second there. It's Mexico. 
there's a pillar man who's frozen in stone but still alive and might be a huge threat to humanity if he ever wakes up. So Speedwagon calls upon some Hamon users, including Straitso, who was in Phantom Blood. And he's like, yo, y'all gotta kill this guy before he comes to life. And Straitso decides to fuck up Speedwagon and everybody else instead because he has that thirst for immortality. And then the Germans come in for some reason, somehow. They capture the Pillar Man and a nearly dead Speedwagon after he gets attacked by Straitso because I guess Straitso is bad now. And it's up to Joseph to go save Speedwagon and fight the Pillar Man when he wakes up and then deal with all the other shit that happens because... I guess if you're a Joestar, it's impossible for you to not get mixed up in all the world-threatening shit that takes place. What do you think? What do you think about the premise of Battle Tendency? Where's Dio? Period. He's at the bottom of the ocean. Until the very last episode. I forgot that we get a hint as to what could be going on with Dio. I wonder if Araki did that because he got complaints from people that missed Dio. I don't think so. I don't think people were attached to Dio just reading the monk because he looks completely different in the anime. That's fair. The art style does change quite a bit. I wonder, does the art style of the anime, did they just sync up? Okay, wait, how do I word this? Did they just sync up the art style of the anime to how Araki's art style is in the present? Because his art style evolved a lot since the 80s. No, because even going through different, like the different anime, you can see you can see the style changes. That's true too. But Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. Actually, I can't speak to Battle Tendency. Only Phantom Blood. Phantom Blood looks nothing like the manga. Yeah, so they, it's definitely updated, but it's not like it's it looks the same as like what Part Eight JoJo's. Mm. And Araki really did love his muscle men for a long time. That's what the industry wanted. And he was there to provide. Man, I'm still surprised that we skip so far into the future for Battle Tendency. I I just really wasn't expecting it. And I didn't realize. It's weird because we have all these big jumps. And then I think JoJo basically vibes in the present in the later parts. Yeah, but you still get a sense of differentiation. Because they're just so completely apart from each other. Like in the earlier JoJo's, he like used time, I guess, to differentiate the stories. And then in the later parts, I think he just used different places. Because in the later parts, you don't really move around like you do in the earlier parts of JoJo's. Like in Battle Tendency, you go like across the world. But in later parts, you kind of like stay in one location. That's true. Like in Battle Tendency, we literally go up into space. But then the other stories as they go on are a lot smaller and they're a lot more grounded in certain places i mean diamond is unbreakable is just the story of a town exactly it's what you have to do if you start with vampire trying to take over the world and then you go to ancient men who come out of their slumbers and want to be gods if you keep trying to outdo yourself from there you're going to be in dragon ball territory but he scaled it all the way back and somehow the later parts are even more ridiculous so like he did something right Yeah, he keeps up with himself in the ways that it matters. And what was your first impression of our boy Joseph Joestar? I didn't like him. He's kind of a brat. He's kind (laughs) of rude. I mean, he liked his grandma, which was nice. But other than that, he's just kind of, I don't know. Like, he's not someone I would like to see on the street. 
Like I don't very public, valid. I would not want to see him. Like it would ruin my day to see someone <laughs> like that. Very true. He is not at all the gentleman that his that his grandfather was. And it seems like his dad was also a very heroic, noble figure. But Joseph, you you said it perfectly. He's a brat and he does not drink his respect women juice. There's a point like very early on where he first he like shoots up a restaurant or he shoots up some sort of establishment because Straitzo appears. And I guess nobody got caught in the crossfire. So that's great. But people are screaming, obviously. And he looks at this one girl and he's like, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to have to make out with you. <laughs> right? I was like, that? why would you, you don't need to say that? Just say nothing. Just say nothing. But you know what? It was giving a little something. So, so okay. I don't mind it. Okay, I, wow. I You're really gross. like, I You're love, a degenerate. I, yes. Did you want to be that person? Did you want to be that woman? Did you want to be living in the 30s at this time? No. If Jojo, if Joseph was there. No, because he doesn't drink his respect women juice, and neither is and yet any you're like he's aight. He in the realm of fantasy, he is an enjoyable figure. I I mean, look at him. He's wearing crop tops. He has pretty hair. He can okay, fly like, planes as soon as without he any opens instruction. His mouth. I'm like, stop talking, because all he does is whine and complain until he has someone to fight. <laughs> Okay, wait, did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched both. I watched more of the dub than the sub. That makes me so happy. I didn't like the dub voices. That's fair. But don't they just add a layer of comedy? They do add a layer of comedy. But you know what I wanted? I wanted more badassness. And I got that in the sub. Yes. You get two very different vibes depending on what you're watching. You get two different brands. Two different brands. So true. I just think that the English voice actor for Joseph understood the assignment. They all did. The dub is like peak early 2000s quality dub. Absolutely. Where like, you know, these actors are like fighting for their career. (laughs) (laughs) They're fighting for their career and they're literally giving it their all, which I appreciated the energy and the effort. (laughs) But I was like, can you tone it down? (laughs) No, they can't. Like Speedwagon literally screaming every time he talks. It's like, why are you screaming? I can't stop thinking about that in the context of Susie Q's terrible Italian accent. Like, she was fighting for her life knowing that she wasn't gonna survive because nobody told her what an Italian is supposed to sound like. That was the worst accent of all of them. Susie Q's voice, it was so bad. Thank God she wasn't there a lot. Oh my gosh, but when she is, I was just like, Jesus, this is like borderline offensive to Italians. And you know what? They let it go through. (laughs) The production company's like, this is great. This is great. This is the vibe. (laughs) I just like, did nobody tell her? Did she learn the day she showed up in the studio that she was supposed to do an Italian accent? Because that's how it sounds. Yeah. There were some production decisions made. That uh, (laughs) maybe they didn't hold up. Maybe they didn't. 
what would have been even funnier is if nobody asked her to do the accent. Oh my god. And she just showed up and she was like, I can do this. I, I, I'm i going to show that I can go above and beyond. And I mean, like, Lisa Lisa's been living in Italy for years, I'm assuming. And she doesn't really have a, a strong Italian accent. It's literally just Susie Q representing for the whole of Italy. <laughs> for all of the Italians. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm literally crying right now because... I just, it, the the one thing that I can't defend about the dub is fucking Susie Q. <laughs> she, she did not understand the assignment, or she did, and she executed it poorly. Even Straheim. I was like, bro, oh you're laying God. it, you're laying it on a little bit. <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate it. It's fine. Do your thing. He, he really put so much fighting spirit into that German accent. And we we can respect that, at least. It was a performance. And you know what? All of it just added to the vibe. But can you, can we, I forgot that Joseph's accent is supposed to be, I guess, British because him and Arena, they were living in London before they moved to New York. But I don't think that Joseph's accent sounds British. It's like very slight. Yeah. It very sounds like a Hollywood British. accent, like back in the day when like Hollywood actors would speak in an accent that wasn't how actual Americans spoke. It was just like a, I don't know, it was just a little fruitier, a little saucier, a little fancier. It was like speaking English, but in cursive. Except he's not a gentleman. He is not a gentleman. And then one last thing before we move on. In the first episode, we get to see a little bit about Joseph's temper. He gets real mad at a police officer. And that's supposed to be a whole thing. That, and that's why it's called battle tendency. Like he has a temper. He gets really mad at things and really impassioned. I felt like it never actually came back. So I don't know if that's like a good impression. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, he was pretty mad at Lisa Lisa when she kicked him down the tower. I guess so. And he was training. And he was just like, oh, when I get to her, I'm going to do all these things. And I'm like, relax. Oh my gosh. Like, do you remember? Great. Okay, did you watch that part in the sub or the dub? In the dub. Okay. Okay, so I was doing the thing where I had the dub going, but I have the subtitles on that translates from the Japanese. There's a scene where he talks about what he's going to do to Lisa Lisa as revenge for for throwing him down the pillar and making him climb up it. And in the dub, he says, I'm going to challenge her to a duel. The subtitle says, I'm going to strip her naked. That is a duel. I mean, fucking Joseph's eyes, if he has, like, Goku vision, he doesn't know what marriage is, doesn't know what kissing is. Uh, I feel like Joseph does. I'm saying he absolutely does. So that was not a duel. That was just a threat. Well, I mean, with Lisa Lisa, it's going to be a duel. <sighs> with Lisa Lisa, it's going to be... That's... It's basically the... Um... There's a lot of things going to get beat. <laughs> with Lisa Lisa. Hope Joseph likes CBT. Not referring to cognitive behavioral therapy. Anyways, we'll get into the the weird ties between Lisa, Lisa, and Jojo a little later. Let's move on to our search results corner, where we answer the questions that Google has. Is phantom blood and battle tendency same? That's exactly how it's worded. I mean, it's so, the first season of the anime. 
So I guess some people have confusion about it. Yeah, it's a fair question. I feel like more people would refer to, oh, Stardust Crusaders, than would say, oh, Phantom Blood, because it's all one season. So I think people just see it as the first season. And then after that is where you break it up into into parts a little more. Yeah, because these parts were kind of short in comparison to the later ones. Yeah. God, Stardust Crusaders was way too long. What year is Battle Tendency? That would have been great to know earlier in the episode when we were trying to figure out if Nazis were a thing. Yeah, uh, like 1938, 1939, somewhere in there. Oh, that's that is Nazi territory for sure. Is JoJo Battle Tendency good? Yeah, boy. Yeah, it real good. What order should I watch JoJo in? The order of the seasons. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think some people skip Phantom Blood and just go straight into Battle Tendency. But like... Okay, but like... Dio. Like Dio. And like, it was I, Dio. It was... You're, you're just, just going to You're skip? just going to miss that? Yeah, exactly. Like, odd choice to me. And I know somebody who started watching it because her boyfriend suggested that they skip Phantom Blood and go straight to Battle Tendency. I'm like, Are you just going to skip Pluck and Luck? Right? You're just going to skip Jack the Ripper? You're just going to skip I'm going to suck you dry? You're just going to skip how many loaves of bread have you eaten? Period. Period. This is unskippable content. But maybe the idea is that you will appreciate it more if you can already appreciate the JoJo brand. I don't think so. Because this is how you get introduced to the Joseph, I mean, to the JoJo's Brando, a.k.a. Dio Brando. I think so, too. It's a little wild to me. The last search result that we have uh, under Battle Tendency is a confusing one. It's, what is Star Platinum? Spoilers, it doesn't show up here. No, it doesn't. Whatever this is, is in later parts of JoJo. I wrote JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Battle Tendency, and apparently people are asking about Star Platinum. Star Platinum isn't even that cool, okay? But it is a good meme. It's like part of the meme culture. It is. So I guess it's permeated throughout. Y'all are just getting ahead of yourselves. Yes. All right. Now, I I also plugged in Joseph Joestar into Google. So here are some JoJo questions. Is Joseph Joestar alive? Currently not, but at the end of part two, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's alive. I actually have no idea how he dies. Oh, wait. He might still be alive. I mean, I don't know how far in the future the current JoJo is. That's true. But like from the parts that we've seen, I think he's still alive. Even maybe in part six. With Jolene? Yeah, I think that's the one currently airing. I'm not sure though. The one currently airing, he might still be alive. We don't know. We don't know. If JoJo goes into the future, like if what are they like steel ball run and jojo line like if those go into the future a little more perhaps joseph joestar is not alive anymore and good fucking riddance this one's a fun one is joseph joestar straight yeah are any of the jojo straight yeah great great question yeah is is a rocky straight he's out here drawing these muscly men and all these poses i and he's out here not having a single clue how to write women. Like, mm, 
perhaps a little fruity. Wow, you just uh, offended. You just categorized all of the non-binary, all of the LGBTQ community <laughs> as incapable well, of writing women. <laughs> Listen, this is me trying to be charitable to Iraqi. I could just say that he's terrible at writing women. I'm trying to find a reason. But you know what? You're absolutely right. I rescind it. I rescind it. I never said it. Iraqi is simply bad at writing women because he's bad at writing women. And Joseph Joestar is maybe the straightest of the JoJo's, which is not saying much. Yes. Yeah. He's still out here. There's a spectrum and they don't, they're not on the extreme ends of the spectrum. Joseph is showing a little tummy. He's got his crop top on, but he's not out here wearing a suit that has a chest cut out. In the shape of a heart. That's bright pink. Like it gets, it gets. It's a one piece. Is that a was that a one piece? I don't think so. Was I it a two it piece suit? I think it's a two piece suit because there was no shirt underneath there. All right, two more questions. Is Joseph Joestar one hundredth birthday? No fucking idea what that means. I don't know what this question is asking. I don't know. I hesitated adding it because it might be a spoiler for like the rest of the series that neither of us have watched. But if it is, I have no idea what it means, so I don't care. How would he make it to 100? I don't like that. I don't like the idea of Joseph living to 100. I know, right? He just gets worse as he ages. He has not aged like a fine wine. He ages like an old man who whines, and it becomes less and less charming the older he gets. Is Joseph Joestar American? Mm, he no. becomes American because he moves to America at the end of... He's an American citizen? He's an American citizen, but he's British. He white. Yes. In conclusion, he is white, but the Joestar lineage will get some different diversity. heritages. Yes, some diversity. All right, now let's move into our oh shit corner where we talk about the first moment the show made us go, oh shit, this is good. Mine is the first episode when we see Joseph getting pissed off at the police officer and he first does his whole shtick where he says, now you're going to say blah, 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 blah. And then the person says that thing and then they go, huh? And the color palette changes and it's a whole thing. And Joseph is like on the outside, he just seems like, like a dumb jock himbo, whatever. But then he's actually, we see that he's very observant and very, it's very, it's very cool of him to do that. So that was mine. Mine was when uh, Straitso comes back, but then he becomes an enemy, like a vampire. And then he becomes a plot device for the rest of the story Yeah, to go on. Yeah. He's used to do a bunch of separate things, and those things don't really have much to do with each other. Does that I thought sense? their fight was okay. I also yeah. liked, like, yeah, like another part of their fight was when uh, Joseph used the mirror against Straitso. I was like, what the fuck? That's pretty cool. And that's the joy of Jojo, because there's no fucking way that would actually happen he like gets straight so to attack him, but it's just him in a mirror. And he's like, what? You weren't actually in front of me? You were behind me the whole time? Like, what the fuck? Straight up magic. Yeah. Joseph is a magician. And then straight so takes a woman hostage at one point and is like, oh, Joseph, like, I'm going to fuck this woman up if you don't come save her. And Joseph's like, I don't care about that floozy. And then straight so like removes one of her teeth, which is pretty fucked up. And then Joseph, like, I don't know, kind of cares. He was pretending not to care. He actually doesn't care. I don't really know. What do you think? He doesn't care. In one of the translations, 
he said floozy and then but then in the other one it was like you're an ugly ugly person ugly bitch or something yeah he yeah he definitely called her ugly he i don't remember yeah whatever i was like okay wow all right relax there joseph you could have said nothing yeah once again you could have said nothing but he had to open his mouth and i don't know i guess he's a dick he is love him though yeah no you're right all right, now we are at our main character corner. Let's talk about what we like and don't like about our boy, Joseph Joestar. All right, I have a lot of things that I like about him, okay? I like his whole lack of gentlemanly refinement. I like that he drinks his respect granny juice. I like that he wears a crop top. And I like this one line, I had to mention it somewhere, where he says to von Stroheim, why should I assume that the pillar man Sanviento is evil for killing a bunch of Nazis? He doesn't say Nazis because I think his sentence gets cut off, but that's very much what he was saying. I don't like how the dub changed Sanviento's name. Right. It's supposed to be Santana? Yeah, like the band. Yeah, like the band. Like the rest of the characters in like the rest of the pillar man. Yeah, why the fuck did they do that? Do they why not they have do rights to Santana? Like, it's just, like, the band Santana does not own the general word-letter combination of Santana. Yeah, maybe it was an anime thing. Because in the, in the manga, it was definitely, like, Santana, ACDC, and Wham. Again, all band names. And then in the anime, I guess, like, the subs for sure. Like, they changed the spelling of the, the Pillarman, and also, again, like, San Viento, they changed it completely for the for the dub. Because I remember in the sub, they say Santana. Damn. Why why they do that? That sucks. It's not the... It, and that will not be the last time that either the subs or the dubs fucks up Iraqi's precious music... Uh, references see good thing i read the manga so i would know true because if i saw if i read acdc on the screen the way they spelled it i'd be like what is this what is this spelling yeah it looks like axy daxy yeah <laughs> i'd be confused but if you listen to it they say acdc i know but like i wouldn't get the reference because uh it's not like subbed out like the subs it how do they spell, spell it in the manga that makes it, it do they say acdc i'm pretty sure like i got it as it was acdc but like reading the subtitles i was like what is this that's wild wow okay i didn't know that that would be kind of fun because then that would mean that all the pillar men have names that are very simple to write like if it was just acdc and then like wam and then or is it would there be an h in there I don't, I don't actually know that band. And then what was Cars a reference to? Is there is there Cars a is also a band. Yeah, Cars is also a band. Okay. Araki is really cool for that. He was like, you will perceive my taste in music and you're going to like it. And it persists through all the series. That's what I like. Or like for the rest of the, for the later parts of JoJo's. Yeah, it's super fun. I always fun. respect him for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you like about Joseph? He tends to be good in a battle. So he, he has, like, fight smarts. So again, like, you can see it in, like, even in his fight with Straitso, where he, ha he has all these wits, all these tactics, even though you think he's underpowered. He's just a regular human. 
against a fucking immortal vampire. Yeah. Like he holds his own. And he's, he's not smart. trained at all. He's never trained in Hamon. He hardly knows what it is. The first time he ever used Hamon, it was completely subconscious or unintentional. To get out of a hijacked plane. Yeah. That was insane. That was. That was a good scene. And could you believe Joseph at that point was supposed to be like 15 or 16 or something? Or maybe even younger? Was he 12? He still had a very muscular physique. That's what I'm saying. Like they could have passed him for 19 there. But no, they had to build him even bigger. It's the same thing with uh, with Jonathan and Dio. Like when they're supposed to be 12 or 13, like those are men. Okay, you should redact that sentence. But you know what I mean, so it's okay. That's just a bad sentence to say. Those are, they're, they're men. They are, they look like men. Okay, uh, teenagers. They look at least like teenagers. They don't look like 12 year olds. They don't look like children. They don't look like children. Let's move on. Because you only had one thing that you like about Joseph, but I guess that's because I covered everything. What do you dislike about Joseph Joestar? He's an annoying, crying bitch boy. And he's petty. He is a whenever, bitch boy, but I like that about him. Whenever he's not like on top of a situation, he's like, why am I not the best in this situation? And he just complains and complains. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is a complainer. He is a whiner. And what I dislike about him is that even though he drinks his respect granny juice, he does not drink his respect women juice whatsoever. He stays disrespecting every single woman that he comes across in this series. Somehow, sometimes I still find it charming, but my better judgment kicks in and I'm like, no, that's not. He is one of those guys that is like, oh, my grandma is my world, my family. The women of my family are so strong and powerful. And then they treat women like shit. That's him. And somehow you're okay with that. I see where your feminism lies. Okay. <laughs> I'm not okay with it. It just, I would, just because I would let him ruin You'd be my like, life. redirect some of that energy to me. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, I would not marry him. I wouldn't marry him. You just want some of that energy directed to you. I... If you were passing him by the street. You want him to take notice of you in a not positive way. And you would be okay with it. I mean, if he makes good on any of the threats that he has made towards Lisa Lisa at any point, am I upset? No. I don't want to marry him. He doesn't want to marry me. It's all fine. Honestly, I don't think he wanted to marry Susie Q either. Or if he did, he wanted to marry her, but he doesn't actually like her. I don't think he likes any woman. That he's ever met. Why do I like him? He's hot. That's the answer. That's the only answer. And that's why I like I him less. I see where your feminism lies. I know I'm trash. It's fine. These are degenerate hours here. Alright. Let's move into our side character It's 9.30. Take the heat off of me. I mean, the night is young. <laughs> Listen, I am a degenerate the moment I wake up in the morning and open my eyes. It's fine. Side character corner. Who are we talking about? Lisa Lisa. Hamon Master. I knew you were going to choose Lisa Lisa. All right. Why did you sigh? Because she's nothing. She's not really much. What do you at mean all. she's nothing? She's, she's the mentor. She, she does the trope so nicely. Just t tell me what you like about her. And she Let's... is the only woman in this part. 
that actually gets some development. The most interesting development that she gets is as a mother. As a fighter, she does not get to do shit. And that sucks. That sucks. I agree. But she's the trainer. She's the mentor. She's the badass person that Joseph and Caesar aspire to. But when she finally gets a chance to show off and participate in a fight, she becomes the damsel in distress within two seconds. Caesar and Joseph get fucking fleshed out full multi-episode fights. And Lisa Lisa gets taken out Caesar in 10 minutes. Caesar does not. Yes, Caesar loses. Caesar loses all the fights he's in. Okay, but he gets to fight for like an episode. Lisa Lisa, not even not, 10 minutes. I agree with you. I agree with you. She's not a fighter. But she is. She should be. She should be. You're projecting your feelings onto the character, which you well, can do. She literally but can I'm fight. taking it. I'm taking it as I'm taking I'm viewing her as a character in the show and what she did in the show, her role in the show, not the role I wanted her to play. Did I want her to be a fighter? Yes. Did I want her to beat up cars as I list in my dislikes? Yes, I wanted her to be the 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 final challenger. Did she live up to my expectations? No. But she is still memorable and she is still my favorite character in part two because she has a cool name she has nice hair she <laughs> keeps the plot going with her super asia or aja whatever the stone around <laughs> her neck so she's like the reason the plot is going mm -hmm. she has a hamon scarf let's go she has a mansion on an island with servants True. and deadly hamon training courses Sign me up. You'll die. But I get to live with Lisa Lisa. Do you? If you're yes. not, if you don't make it back up the pillar, you don't get to spend any time with her. That's but that's not the that's not the first thing I do. What is the first thing you do then? Spy on her? What was, what was the first thing Caesar did? Caesar was her disciple and he didn't even get to see the, the pillar till Jojo showed up. Oh that's true. She's like an actual mentor. She doesn't Yeah typically throw people into the pillar yeah so i get to spend all that time with her that's true and caesar does say that he considers lisa lisa to be like a mother figure to him like he respects her like a mother there and that's go. what you're so, gunning for there I so you know she's caring she'll take care of you it's true she won't just like beat you like she did joseph <laughs> yeah she was like this brat just needs to figure shit out for himself i i can only do so much i mean he was on a time crunch so she was being re very responsible she is a good mentor i my main gripe really and like this i agree with all your likes my main dislike and it's okay if she didn't win the battle because caesar didn't win his battle and that's that was also okay i just wish that she had put up a little more of a fight against cars but that was not part of the plot, which wish, is fine. But I, I, wish, I am with you. I wish she, she had a fight. She deserved a fight. Another dislike I have about Lisa Lisa. She was only revealed to be a MILF at the end. You would have liked to be MILF lusting for her the whole time? Earlier on. Mm -hmm. But I get it. It was part of the 
the oh shit oh they're related everything was there all the hints were there yes yeah it was hinted at for like three episodes by the other characters Mm -hmm. even smokey was like oh jojo did you know that lisa lisa is your like when speedwagon was like fucking explaining all that shit because that's all he does yeah it's true (laughs) speedwagon is also a plot device the reason joseph can't know that she's a milf earlier on and we can't know she's a milf earlier on is that we just had to get that bathtub scene you know did we no we did not i feel like he could have done that with caesar but again that that would be against his character oh but it would it would be kind of nice if oh if like joseph and caesar got to spy on her together and like joseph was like caesar come look at this and caesar was like no i can't she's like a mother to me meanwhile she is joseph's actual mother and he's just like but look at that butt though that would have been fun oh no that's that's even worse it is worse but better what if it was suzy q that uh joseph was well no because they didn't really have any interaction before that yeah so i don't think joseph would care or like would go out of his way well he had his first interaction with suzy q after he gets his muzzle taken off (laughs) he has a muzzle on for a decent part of this and i just i didn't appreciate it the first time i watched this i appreciated it this time he has a conversation with suzy q with his mask off and then she disappears and then he spies on lisa lisa and he's surprised that suzy q is there because he had just left her and she was going in the other direction so he was just like why is suzy q there so it is plot for plot reasons he had to spy on his mommy while she was taking a bath i wonder how people took it when it was just the manga that's a great question i mean this was the 80s it's definitely a big deal now because that's where the trend is unfortunately or what trend is where it's like kink kink stuff oh okay yeah yeah like how incest is just like super common on like any porn site you go on yeah that's yeah yeah so maybe yeah i guess the anime made it or it is a big deal in the anime because the audience makes it a big deal interesting stuff for my side character corner we're talking about wamu because he's my favorite pillar man because he's got the best memes all right he's got that good good warrior honor that jonathan had we have this cool callback to phantom blood which is kind of obscure but i i picked up on it where when he's fighting with caesar there's this moment where the narrator comes in and he's all like in a situation such as this you would expect him to do like such and such but wamu was different he did this instead like that was there was a scene with jonathan in phantom blood where they do that and then we brought it back here and that was a fun thing i like that he literally the narrator literally said wamu was built different and he absolutely was because when we see that battle with joseph on the chariots we see wamu is very built different he continues to change his form that is how different he is built he makes himself to be built different when joseph fucks up his arms he's like it was my fault for looking with my eyes foolishly and letting Jojo expose this weakness of looking with my eyes. And then he tears his own eyes out and grows a unicorn horn. And he's like, yes, now I see with the wind and I cannot be beat now. By the end, he's literally just a severed head. He's built different. He gives a whole speech, a deathbed speech when he's just a head. Built different. He has a cool nose ring. That's all I have to say. I mean, a uh, lip ring. He has a cooler ring. ACDC is the one with the nose ring. 
Wamu's the one with the lip ring. That's really all you have to say about Wamu? Yeah, I mean, I didn't care about any of these pillar men, except for Cars. That's valid. And even Cars was like, he was there the least. Yeah, Cars is really cool, though. He, and we'll talk about him in a bit, probably. Um, the one thing I dislike about Wamu is that I think that Divine Sandstorm, his, like, major power or whatever, is, like, a little mid. Having wind powers in general, a little mid- you, you can only do so much with it. It depends, man. Like, if you can, like, slice people using wind, that's pretty cool. The one exception that I can think of is Kagura from Inuyasha. She just has her little fan and her little wind powers. I think that is cool as fuck. Good execution. Divine Sandstorm is just like, oh, it's just like, meh. Yeah, it's fine. I agree. Yeah, it's fine. All right, and now we've made it to our O-Ship corner. And listen, there are slim pickings here there's why do you not even have this corner to be doing i considered removing it but Are this you is just, my do corner you just ship every single thing you watch i i do are I you watch in things. that mindset i look for ships i'm looking for ships and why are you not a relationship counselor no- <laughs> none of these ships are sailing i gotta say none of them are but thank you moving on no, don't actually. <laughs> this is you always try to cut me off from my corner. This is not a great corner for this episode. No, it's not. Okay, I won't go into everything then. Let me just list them. Jojo and Susie Q. Meh, whatever. They're good for the plot. Like, give me more Jojos. Give me more descendants. Thank you. They're literally there to breed. There's not much to them. Jojo and Lisa Lisa. Uh, fix your family. You need to go to a relationship counselor. I don't ship them. I don't ship them. They are. That's what a I'm ship. saying. They are a ship. I mean, he he peeps on her in the bath. There's, there's that's not constituting there's, a relationship. There's something going. There's something. He feels things, but they're not the things he should be feeling. We never even get to see them act as like a proper son. And they have barely man. any interaction. Yeah, they really do. Granny Arena and Speedwagon. Might be a little something going on there. Mayhaps. Was that a thing? I don't think Speedwagon was going that way. He was too busy with his business. Too busy meeting up with other men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, you don't think he was going that way? I think he's still in love with Jonathan. He was speeding the other way. He was speeding the other way. I mean, at least he never, you know, anything with Joseph. Because, like... He was obviously in love with Jonathan back in the day. And then it's like, there's a young Jonathan right here. But like, you know. Okay, but that the again, that's the like a grandfather slash yes, grandson yeah. relationship. That's even like. I don't know. Is 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 Speedwagon a gilf? All he does is talk. He's just going to be explaining things to you all day long. Is that what you want? Disgusting. Disgusting. I do not want a man to explain a single thing He's to He's going to be mansplaining to you all day. Disgusting. And he's an oil person. He don't. I don't want your an oily mansplainer. He's an oily mansplainer. We don't want that. No, no, no. Granny Arena, you deserve so much better. Von Stroheim and German science. This is this is where I had to go for this corner. This is a good meme. Do I condone it? Of course I don't, because of his character and what he stands for and Nazi the rest stuff. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's but good it's for fun. the meme. It's fun, yeah. And then finally, 
favorite fanship of them all, Jojo and Caesar. I wanted them to have more light moments together. Me too. Me too. Man, the first scene that they have together, like, or some of the early scenes that they have, are so much fun. Like, some of the most fun stuff that happens in the, the show. restaurant. Where the they're spaghetti? at the restaurant. Why did Joseph get so mad when he got served spaghetti? <laughs> Why was Caesar with that girl? Caesar, you should have been at the other table. It's true. Caesar, why are you out here kissing? You're kissing a woman in front of your man who's not your man yet, but you want him to be your man. Like, we listen. We. And like. They both did her dirty. Let's be honest. When they were out in the street and they were like fighting each other, like kind of over her. But then, like, she got the short end of the stick. Yeah. And then they were just about each other. And I was like, okay, this poor. She was non consensually made to choke Joseph out. And then she non-consensually had a pigeon stuffed into her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. She was the object in that situation. She was not the object of affection. She was just the object. She was a tool for these men to use. But maybe she was into it. And to that I say, girl, actually, I'm not going to say a single thing. You were like, let me be there. I, listen. Choking? Pigeons? Okay. okay, but like those those Joseph the Joe Star neck is too big to choke in the first place. Like you can't actually I'm not talking about you the- choking them. Yeah, but she did not get choked in that situation. So why are you even bringing that up? Moving on. Moving on. On my anime list, JoJo's part two. This is just the manga. Based on fifty two thousand users, it ranks eight point one eight. Uh, because the first season of the anime is both parts one and two, on my anime list is just listed as like a single series. It's not separated. So the anime is seven point nine four for that, but that includes part one and part two. So I didn't wanna. I thought I just put put it as eight point one eight for the manga. Got you. That is interesting to me. That's higher than I expected. I don't know what the score is for part one manga, but I'm, I'd probably think it's lower than. Yeah, probably lower. I mean, that manga was, I did not have a cash money time. Eight. uh, I mean, it's a very low eight. Like it's 8.18. But somehow that feels higher than I expected. What do you think? What if it was a 7.94? That would Would feel, I would, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, again, I don't know how would you interpret that because that's season one of the anime and which is part one and two mm. of the manga. Yeah. Those combined. I I feel you know why I can't be a teacher? Because I would be that asshole teacher who'd be like, This is good, but it's not an eighty, so you're getting a seventy nine. Oh, oh, I hate those people. I would be that person because I get why it. Why would you be that person? I, I well I, that's why I'm not gonna be a teacher. But I get it. Cause sometimes it's like great it just doesn't it's just not pushed over into the 80 zone i'd get if it was like a 78 like a 78 i'd be like okay you're not you're not an 80 you're staying at 78 but 79 i'd be like just for your peace of mind i'll give it to you just so you don't hate me as a person because you know these teenagers you know these kids be talking all kinds of shit about other people but then i would just Put it down to 78 but they deserve that extra percent 
but they don't deserve two extra percents. You know? No. It's either 78 or 84. Listen, neither of us are being teachers, so it's fine. Yeah, we, we can't stand kids. Anyways. We really can't. So, Anyways. yeah, I guess it's a, between a 7.9 and 8.1. Which is... Which is pretty good. Which is really good, actually. It is really good. Like it's again more more than I expected. But like, people really like JoJo. I say that as if I also don't really like JoJo. I do. I just I have a I, have a, I don't I I don't really know how I feel about JoJo. I watched it. I'm watching it again. I'm not not enjoying myself. I don't know. All right, let's talk about what JoJo does right. What did Battle Tendency do right? Klaus, who is your favorite character? Probably Caesar. What? You literally said earlier in this episode, I'll just rewind. You said Lisa Lisa was your favorite character. Yeah. I also like Caesar. You want me to put Lisa Lisa twice? No. I mean, my answer is Joseph, and he's all I've been talking about. <laughs> but I also really like Caesar, and I'm glad you mentioned him, because I didn't put him into my notes. But he deserves to be talked about. He's a good character. Yeah, he has a good foil to Joseph. I just wish he like he actually won a battle of his. I mean like he won against his mentor, but that was off screen because Joseph was fighting a pillarman. We haven't even mentioned the fact that he's a Zeppeli. Uh, I mean he wears the hat once. If he wore the hat more times, I'd be like, okay, yeah, he's a Ze- I would call him Zeppeli. I would True. not call him Caesar. If he poured wine into his glass from like really high up above but had the glass upside down. How is it that he does it? Zeppeli poured wine in very interesting ways. But Caesar just pours it like... he. You know what? Caesar gets someone else to pour his wine for him. These This generation, they're so spoiled. They don't know what, it, what hard work is. You sound like a boomer. That's what I'm trying to do. Also, Caesar doesn't punch a rock or break a rock through a frog. <laughs> I forgot about so, that. Caesar's kind of like slacking here, you know? I mean, he does catch some re-hardened spaghetti noodles with his wine glass, which is pretty cool. When Joseph was, uh, throws them at him. Wasn't Joseph the one who caught it in his glass? No, it was... Joseph throws. Remember, Joseph gets the black spaghetti and he's confused about why the spaghetti is black. And then he turns them into like three sharp things. And he throws them at Caesar while he's kissing the girl at the dinner table. Because he's like, how dare he kiss a girl in the restaurant? That's so uncouth. And then Caesar throws up the wine glass and is like, you're not interrupting me and my girl over here. Oh, I guess I misremember that. Because I thought he caught it with the fork. But maybe it was Joseph who... Joseph put it on the fork it was on the fork then he straightened it and then he sent them across i see i see Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see that spaghetti noodle those spaghetti noodles took the same journey that jojo did because they started out straight and then they met caesar and they got a little bendy but then by the end they got straight again that's when he met Susie q i really think it was more out of convenience what was out of then, convenience? Marrying Susie love. Q? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They don't even have like romance between them. The first yeah. thing that he says to her is he calls her like a stupid idiot. And then in the end, 
he's like chasing her around, calling her a stupid idiot. Like that's that's right. Like you don't need to do that. Say nothing. I but you know what? Say nothing. <laughs> but in the 1930s, maybe early 40s at this point, I don't know. Who was marrying somebody that they actually liked? You know, we still struggle with that to this day. People are out here marrying people that they don't like. You are wrong. I'm watching the scene right now. What do you mean? Caesar catches it with the fork. No. Really? Episode 14. About 150, like 140. Oh my god, I'm not looking that up. I guess I just have to fucking trust you. But he does, uh, maybe he just like swirls his wine glass around. In that case, he's even less interesting with his He's wine. less of a Zeppeli than Zeppeli. Less of a Zeppeli, but a little more fruity. But actually, no. Who am I? Who am I kidding? Will Zeppeli was, I mean, the top hat, the mustache, mustache. all the the drip, the, the flare, wine glass. the wine glass, everything, and the way he died for Jonathan with all his honor and stuff. I'm pretty sure didn't didn't he get severed in half? Yeah, and then he did like a ten minute monologue. He sure did. He sure fucking did. If that isn't love, I don't know what is. True. All right. What is your favorite episode of Battle Tendency? My favorite episode is called Jojo versus the Ultimate Life Form. And this is when Santana escapes the Nazi place and just goes and just kills a bunch of them. Oh, when he goes through the air vent? Yeah. Hilarious. Amazing. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. And when Speedwagon, of course, explaining everything as always, he was like, he didn't even dislocate his bones. He, sh- like, shattered his own bones into tiny little pieces to move through the air vent. Bro, how would you know? He was literally in a wheelchair at the back of the room. He and then people were shit. in. F- yeah, that's what I <laughs> How did he know? <laughs> Speedwagon sees all, apparently. Yeah, that is a good episode. Santana is great, or San Biento, whatever the fuck. He's a good character. Good hair. Very good hair on that man. Mm-hmm. My favorite episode was Ultimate Warriors from Ancient Times, which is named that because that's when we meet the Pillarmen. But I like it for the first half of the episode, where we have a bunch of fun Jojo and Caesar nonsense, where it's the last time that things are fun and light between the and the girl gets the pigeon shoved into her mouth. You know, all that. Very fun. Very hijinksy. Wish that this season had a little more of that energy. Because it was super fun. Now, what is your favorite battle in Battle Tendency? I really liked the Joseph versus Santana fight. Just because of how drawn out it was. It was like they were fighting in the, the small room. People were just like still wondering what Santana was. Joseph was still figuring him out. And then they were like, oh, he's a vampire. Maybe sunlight will kill him. And then they go outside. And then Santana takes over, uh, was it Stroheim's body? Yeah. And then Stroheim almost dies. And then Joseph goes into the well. And Santana's like, haha, I got you now. And then Joseph's just like, ha, bitch, it's high noon. Meaning the sun is right above us. And it's oh, reflecting yeah. in the water. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I was like, how long is this fall? It was like a 15 second fall. I'm like, oh my god, this well. It really was. And can we also talk about the fact that Stroheim forces Jojo to cut off his leg? 
and that's like a whole right? like five minute dispute about them where Jojo's like, man, I just I just can't do that. And Strohan is like, you have to. And then Joseph's like, yeah, I respect him now. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah that, that's all yeah. it takes for you to. I mean, there's still there's still a long list of things. But I mean, that's fucking white men out there being disappointing. What's your favorite bet? He. Do you have more to say? I mean, I do, but let's. Let you, you can say it. No, I just. It's, you know, a white man in the 1930s. Sure, like, he. How, how liberal can you really be? You know? He, he literally became a Nazi apologist. He was literally like, Von Stroheim believes in a lot of fucked up things, but at the end of the day, he's a cool guy. The world didn't know about Nazis until the 40s. I want to say America. Nazis weren't really on the radar until the 40s. But I think... mm -hmm. But if you were going to Mexico, I feel like they would identify themselves as Nazis. But I wouldn't... I don't know if you would know what their beliefs are and their crimes are. We'll just say, because I love Joseph so much. And I I am a... Oh, God. I was about to say this proudly, but this is not a good thing. I am apologizing for Joseph, who is apologizing for the Nazi. (laughs) Sorry to everyone. Now it's time to talk about my favorite battle, which is Wamu versus Joseph in the chariots, because there's some of the best fucking moments of dialogue in that scene. How many laps do you think they did? I don't know, because after a whole episode of them going around, Cars was like, huh, and this battle is about to be over after half a lap. What? What? How was that half a lap? I mean, they do more after that. They were going that. so fast, so quick. So many things happened. They were. The crossbows? They... Don't tell me that was like two steps after the starting line. That I was know. like, you had to set it up. You had to carry the crossbows up. Like there was a whole, like there was a guy on top of a guy. Like what? I know. I'm pretty sure that the crossbows are the sec. are they the second round of weapons? The first one was the hammer. The second was the crossbow. Or the crossbow's the third, because then that would have been three quarters, because there were four station or three station. At, at every quarter, there was a round of weapons. All I remember is Wamu like just lifting a whole pillar because he missed the weapon. Was that the hammer or something? Like he lifted oh up gosh. a whole pillar because he didn't get the weapon. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Yeah, because Jojo gets the hammer first, and then. Of course, Wamu was like, that's exactly what I expected you like, to Like, how do. did you carry that whole pillar while you're on horseback? While you're on chariot back? Man, I, I have no idea. That battle was insane. But he he does it. He It's such a good battle. It also has one of my best favorite Joseph moments where when the two guys are standing on top of each other and they're like, hey, which, which crossbow are you going to choose, Jojo? And then he like takes one. And he's just like, the large one, you stupid morons. Jojo, I don't know what to tell you, but you are the stupid moron here. Yeah, because it was too big. You can't pull it. He couldn't even. You can't pull it back. He couldn't pull it back. And then Wamu gets his tiny little crossbow and he's just like, ready. But Jojo, he, that was very himbo energy of him. Very dumb jock. But, you know, that's why we love him. What is your favorite meme moment? Now you'll say. Or whenever Joseph's yes. like, I know what you'll say next. He literally does it every single person he fights. 
It's so good. Like multiple times. He says it out loud and then they say it anyway. And they're like, what? Huh? Oh my gosh. It's the best. Every time that setup happens, I get a dose of serotonin. It's Me too. so good. I'm like, oh shit, now it's real. Joseph's about to make a comeback because he knows what's happening. Absolutely. That's how you know the tides are turning. Like, I can't think of a better catchphrase. My favorite meme moment is just one little thing that happens that completely took me by surprise because I forgot about it entirely. Is that after Cars incapacitates Lisa Lisa, has it so she can't move anymore, he starts playing air guitar with her leg and does like a little song. Like, he's just like, do how does he know what an air guitar is how does he know what have these people been doing they were alive for like two days he didn't even know what electricity was until like a few hours ago or i guess a few days ago 30 days they've been on earth alive in the two in the 1930s for 30 days i can't believe that in that time he learned what air guitar is I have but I mean, they also amassed a whole vampire army. So I guess they have been busy for those That's 30 true. days. It wasn't a good army, though, because Sun came up and they were all just there like, okay, guess I'll die. And like, what time period are these people in? They were all like wearing like this fucking like medieval armor and shit. I'm like, where did you guys come from? Where, where did they come from? I have no idea. Is nobody going to ask about, like, all these thousands of people that just, like, disappeared? Yeah, where did they come from? Truly, truly wild. Yeah, that moment felt so jarring to me. I had no idea that it was coming, even though I'd seen it before. Do you remember it from the manga? I don't. I honestly don't. Was it as jarring for you as it was for me? Like, the music cuts out, everything stops, and he just... He just air guitaring her. It was much more jarring in the anime for sure. I I, like didn't even expect it. I didn't remember that part from the manga. So then when I I saw it, I was like, what is happening here? That was a very bizarre thing on top of the bizarre things. You know what we should have said is what is the most bizarre moment of the series? And for me, it is that. I would say that's a contender. And now I just we got to ask, is Joseph your favorite Jojo? Nope. He's not mine. He is mine! This is the part where I reveal my favorite Jojo. It is definitely Joseph. But he's only my favorite if we choose to forget everything that he does after his series. Battle Tendency is where Joseph shines. After that, I disown him. I don't want him. I wish that he died. I wish that he died. Is he your favorite Jojo in their respective series? Absolutely. Absolutely, he's so good. He has a close contender. I won't reveal who that is yet, but I love Joseph a lot. He's so good. He's just super entertaining, you know. I would still say no. I, I didn't like his character. You know what? Joseph Joestar is here for the girlies. He's here for the girlies and the gays. You're just too straight for him. Okay, but like Lisa, Lisa's right there. She right there. She is yeah. a widowed milk. Let's go. You can go. I will stay right here. I already booked my flight. (laughs) I booked a flight back in time in a time machine so that I can snag Joseph before Susie Q. Actually, no, I don't want to marry him. I don't want to marry him. Let me let me find myself. 
Let me not get lost in the sauce. You want to live in the 1930s? No, I'm bringing him back here. Oh, but then we're not going to have any... any, any You're not going to have anybody any to fight. We would have a terrible marriage. But I mean, it was his marriage with Susie Q any better. Hence, Diamond is Unbreakable. This is a, yeah. This is a yeah. Uh, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wasn't supposed to have a good marriage. All right, let's talk about what Battle Tendency did wrong. We alluded it before, and that is Lisa Lisa. She doesn't get to fucking fight. Why? Or fight. I mean, we, we know why. And honestly, I, I was feeling very bitter about it. I, I do feel consistently very bitter about it. But this one quote that I read earlier today makes me feel a little more understanding, just remembering what the time period was and stuff, because Araki has stated that at the time, Female characters in shonen manga were typically cute and designed to be a man's ideal woman. Blah. He said readers were not interested in realistic portrayals of women, but rather the type of girl that giggles during a conversation with heart marks next to her. He believes that this made the warrior type Lisa Lisa feel fresh and unheard of. She was groundbreaking, I guess. Well, think about his audience. It was Shonen Jump in the 80s. Yeah. Like so having maybe... a woman in there at all was groundbreaking. Yeah, which, wild. And I guess maybe I should have given Araki more credit. Or maybe he was saying that in hindsight. I, and he, and at the time he agreed. I don't know. I If I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, then, yeah. He made an attempt to write a woman well and realistically. And it was an attempt that at the time was a good attempt. And... A noble attempt. I think it gets better as the series goes on, in my opinion. I haven't started Jolene's season yet, so we'll have to see. My other, my only other major grievance is that, again, we've mentioned already, Stroheim gets to be just a lovable Nazi character, apparently. Like, that's just fine. Yeah, like, he gets a nice epilogue where it's like, oh yeah, his German science like helped Germany in the war and then Stroheim dies in the war. I was like, okay, so he just gets this I guess noble send-off. Right? Like man, German science the, the the advancements of German science were not a good thing for the majority of the world. Can we just let's just uh, let's not... you, you say that, but I mean without it, we wouldn't have what we have now. I'm not condoning any of it but a lot of German scientists were poached by the Americans after the war. And they came to America and developed all kinds of shit. Yes, I can agree with that. But like, it's very, it's very tone deaf, the, the send off that they give Von Strohmann. Yes, it like, doesn't hold up. Yes, it does not hold up. Do you have any grievances? Do you have anything that you think that Battle Tendency did wrong? What I didn't like is that Caesar doesn't get a proper fight. And... He gets jobbed out by Jojo. He gets jobbed out? What yeah. does that mean? Jobbed out? Yeah, so like, like Jojo does everything. Right. So Caesar doesn't have a job. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Caesar is meant to be like the partner or like also a capable fighter. I feel like the partners in Jojo become more partnery as it goes on. Yes. Like more ensemble -y. But his final fight, I'll say, is really good. 
And the way he dies is very noble. I mean, he literally has a stone in the shape of a cross fall on top of him. That's badass. Yeah, that fight was great. Fucking great way to go. Now, what did we learn from Battle Tendency? I, I took quite a few lessons from this, right? Like, sometimes you just have to run away. Or set your scarf on fire. Or crash into a volcano. You'll be okay. That's what Joseph taught me. He also taught me, don't spy on a woman in the bath, unless you're 100% certain it's not your own mother. And then the final thing is that being a cheeky bastard with a temper is only cool when you're young, because, oh my gosh, at the very end when Jojo grows up and we see him like a little bit older, he's immediately so much worse. He just immediately commits a racism against a random Japanese person in an airport. <laughs> and it gets worse from there. It really does. What I learned is to be the ultimate life form. You must grow horns first. Did Kaz grow horns? He did grow horns. Yeah, he had a horn. He, he had, had a, huge, a horn. He had like a unicorn. It was. I Yeah. And that's why ACDC got kicked out first, or why he died first, is because he couldn't grow a horn. Now, it's time for the penultimate question. Does it have S-tier moments? Yeah. I think it does. For sure. For me, it's mostly the meme moments. Like, um, like the whole, which crossbow are you going to take? The large one, you stupid morons. And then, oh my gosh, Wamu's fight. That when he's just a severed head and his supporters start trying to take down Jojo after Jojo rightfully beats him. And he's like, oh, hold, what betrayal is this? And sets his own severed head on a crossbow and fires and uses his horn to just like slice through a bunch of his supporters. Like, come on. That's incredibly epic. Very that good. That was shit. great. My S tier moments when Jojo used the mirror to fight Strazo. Wow, you liked that one a lot. I was like completely caught off guard. I was like, the gun is one thing. Shooting up a restaurant is one thing. But like using a mirror and then using the gun as like a blunt force weapon, like a sneak attack behind Strazo, I was like, damn, this is where this series is going. This is where this part is going. True. Haiki, where did he get that gun, though? Where did he get that mirror? <laughs> it was like a full mirror. I I have no idea. I, I can't. I guess it was in the restaurant? In the establishment? And you know what? His clacker balls? What was the deal with that? He never used them. No. <laughs> like, what a joke. No, he was just... They were just like a flashy thing he tried, and then he was like, meh, meh, meh. I have Hamon now. Yeah. He tries a lot of different things before he just um and, and just really that's a volcano. Yeah. That's Iraqi try he just uses a volcano. This is just Iraqi trying to be creative with Hamon, but eventually we're gonna see he just gives up on Hamon. For an arguably better thing, in my opinion. Mm, I was upset when we lost Hamon. I was like, this Okay, is like but a like the new thing. power system. It's... I love the new power system. I, I have mixed feelings about the new power system. Whenever we talk about Stardust Crusaders, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. My other S-tier moment is when Caesar's using a bubble to save the antidote for Jojo. Yeah. That was so cool. And then he puts his little hair tie in there too. Yeah. And he like, wraps in, or he like infuses all of his ham on into it. Oh my god. Like gosh. that's a bro right there. Yeah. Yeah, 
It's and he's all like, "This is my destiny. This is my legacy." Because Zeppeli infused all of his Hamon power into Jonathan when he died. You don't have to copy your ancestors, though, man. You could have lived, but for, that, for the plot. I mean, good. part, yeah, and part of the plot is that all these people are tied into their destinies, and that even though Arena wanted to keep Joseph away from this destiny, she couldn't because it was his destiny. It's the destiny of the blood. My other S-tier moment is when the JoJo theme, Destiny of the Blood, starts playing at the very end when they're at the volcano with cars. That's when you know shit is getting real. And it's timed so perfectly so that when it hits, when that moment in the song hits, we are seeing some epic shit happening. It's so fun. I love when shows call back an old theme song. The ending was insane. That's the only way to beat cars. Is to fucking catapult him into space. And have him freeze himself when he tries to use Hamon and air and all that. Like, he... Oh my god. And then, like, I kind of felt bad for him in the end. Because he's just, like, floating through space. And the narrator, again, the narrator is a G. A total real one. I, I, I'm emotionally attached to the narrator. He does a good job. And he's like, Cars wanted to die, but he couldn't. Because no enemy would come. So he just decided to stop thinking. <laughs> like, bro, he went from the ultimate life form to just nothing again. Do you think he would beat Dio in a fight? Oh, I love this question. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I don't think he would. Because, I mean, Dio's been think... beaten before. Wait, Dio's you, been you beaten think... several times. Yeah, I feel like Cars had to get sent into space because he was unbeatable. So unless Dio can... I feel like... I don't know if Dio would send him into space, though. Because I feel like Dio has too much pride and he'd be like, I'm going to beat him. Maybe... What if... Okay. What if instead of fighting or mid-fight, they just decide to start kissing and then they fall in love and then they don't need to fight each other. That's They're going to fight together. They're going to fight together against You know, the in that world. relationship, there's going to be a sub and a dom. Who do you think is the sub? Who do you think is the dom? That's the battle. Plot twist, they're both bottoms. You think so? Is that just your fan? Is that your fan <laughs> It's It's a meme. They would... No, I want to actually give this some thought. Like, I don't, but <laughs> like, I do. <laughs> Food for thought. No, they're both switches. They're both switches, you know? It depends. Non-consensually. Non yeah. When when they, they just non-con each other the whole time. Back and forth. Dio stops time every couple days. <laughs> Cars transforms into an animal. Oh my gosh. Uh, can we talk about that for a second? Because like... That cars, part was also insane. With the fucking cars, squirrel. He's just looking at the squirrel and then suddenly his hand is a squirrel. Then it's a butterfly. Oh my god. And then the squirrel... No, he sends the squirrel around. And he's fucking like chewing through everything like a rabid creature. Everybody's like, like oh wow, it's a squirrel. And then the <laughs> squirrel starts eating everything and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> for a second, they're like, maybe he's good. Bitch, no! <laughs> he fucking plowed through everybody's stomachs. Oh, yeah, that was insane. Yeah, that was a really good moment. Oh, man. All right. Now we've made it to the final and ultimate question. What all of these episodes lead up to. But is it an S tier? No. no it's, it's not. It's not. It's not my favorite part of JoJo's. Oh, wow. I'll say that. It... It's not my favorite JoJo's. It, I think it maybe went, it went up. I'll say that in my rankings. 
Oh, okay. Because it held up perfectly from how I remember it, it stays the same. But I actually don't remember where I put it initially, so I'm just gonna go with my gut feeling here. Are you ready? Yeah. B plus. B plus. Yay! It's yeah. higher than Phantom Blood for sure. Wherever yes. Phantom Blood is on the tier list, battle tendency is higher. I considered putting it as an A. I may have had it as an A at some point, but I don't know. Ah! Is it an A? We also need to compare it to the other A's in our tier list. Yeah. We're going to do a whole review of our tier list at the end of the season. And we'll see if we decide to shuffle anything around. But I'm content to put it in B plus for now. Yeah, me too. B yeah. plus. B plus. Maybe it could shuffle its way up into an A in the future. We'll see. And that's our episode. All right. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at biaspod, B-I-I-A-S-T-P-O-D. Rate us and rank us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Give it to us. And if you disagree with any of our hot takes, well, we never said we weren't biased.